Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. Now, you can always get this on the normal iTunes podcast feed, the Apple podcast feed. You can also get it on radio.com because there is one-stop shopping for the DA show, live DA show, podcast DA show, also the simulcast of the show and the podcasts of the Permission Granted Podcast. So search us there or anywhere else that podcasts are available. We also have the best of the show these days. So if you don't want to listen or have the time to listen to the full four hours, you can always listen to the best of the show every single day posted on our iTunes feed. So you know what's happening here, Merez, is that since we've moved to mornings, we've become a bit like locker room sheriff, okay? We we are the show, we're the people now, that I think the newsroom and the network in general are looking to us for leadership and will say what other people won't say. Like when you have a veteran football head coach and you have a bunch of guys in a, in a locker room and they create that leadership council. Four guys go and speak to the coach, tell them how the locker room is feeling. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when you have rookies that come in and they're popping off or they won't fall into line or you have a veteran that's griping about playing time and you're winning, it takes the leadership council to be like, no, 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 that's not how we do things around here. Right. Okay, so we're a little bit like the Ray Lewis in the Ravens locker room circa 2010. Okay, this we can is live how, with that. This is how we do things. We could live with that. Minus the deer antler spray, of course. Right. And there's two examples that have come up recently. 
and both you and I are at central figures of this. Sure are. Last week, we talked about this on the show, Peter Schwartz, former update anchor on our show and current update anchor on other shows here on CBS Sports Radio. He went to a morning skate around for the New York Islanders, got a puck, held it up, and took a picture of it. John Mink, a longtime update anchor on WFAN, legendary update anchor, also the voice of St. John's basketball, works here. He saw this picture and, like many of us, said, this is not okay. His quote was, Schwartz must be stopped. Somebody stop this man, yes. Because it just one one too many gloating over doing something that he kind of got one over on somebody. He got a puck for free. He got into a game for free. He got a free slice of pizza. Right, and I, I think the best way to say that is we all have either those people or those things, right, or like story, even if it's a news story, that we're all thinking at the same time at some point, all right, enough, we get it. All right, enough, we get it. I think it applies to a lot of situations in life. And there eventually becomes that boiling point where it just takes the one person, like I'm John Minko, to say it, and then everybody exhales and goes, oh, glad you said it, Mink. Enough's enough with him. It's ridiculous now. So we talked about it on the show, and then I put out a tweet over the weekend and said, basically, to Schwartz, explain yourself. <laughs> well, I yes, there was a different conversation being had where Schwartz chimed in on something I had said about the XFL where he was out of line. And from the top rope, I texted you and made this correlation. You were the NHL enforcer. That team was down a goal. And for no other reason, you just skated over and dropped gloves and started punching Schwartz out on Twitter. It wasn't as if Schwartz and I were conversing about the matter you were going to bring up. But you saw me involved. You dropped the gloves and said, Schwartz, I'm coming for you. Why'd you take the puck? Why'd you take the puck? Blindsided him. And I said... Isn't that a violation of the media credential? You gave him no outs. And he danced around it. He didn't even deny that it was a violation of the media credential. Well, how can you? Just said that he didn't mean to take it. He was standing somewhere. The puck hit the wall behind him and dropped basically on his foot. Right. And what am I supposed to do? Not take it? Which is a terrible excuse. But you put him in a corner. He's there on a public platform and has to answer for himself. If he doesn't answer right away when he's been tweeting every second for the last 10 minutes, people are going to know he's guilty. He had to come up and act on the fly. Now, he learned no lessons, unfortunately, because on Saturday night or Sunday, he was once again tweeting from some type of, I don't know, Butch Goring's retirement ceremony. <laughs> yes, and uh, the governor of New York going to Nassau Coliseum to announce that team would no longer be playing at Barclays Center. They would play all of next year at Nassau Coliseum, which, of course, is an event you have to go to, right, if you're Peter Schwartz? So he's tweeting from this. So he did not learn a lesson, unfortunately, but we did get some explanation. You know, I was like, if Mink is going to say enough is enough, then it's up to me 40 years is younger to finally step up and say, Hey, Schwartz, right. we're on to you. Cut it out. Right, because Mink doesn't have the patience to drop the gloves on Twitter. No, nor does He's he He's really... just trying to get to retirement. And he barely knows how to use Twitter. <laughs> but, you know, Schwartz needs to know we're watching and you're embarrassing us. But doesn't he know by now that we're watching him? Uh, maybe. I mean, how many times have we well, brought him up and he's he's gotten crushed? How many phone calls have I gotten because our listeners have crushed him? He started blocking listeners. He started to block a lot of our listeners. Right, and I had to field phone calls and you know me, back away from confrontation. How many times have I done this song and dance with Schwartz? It's like every time you hear Britney Spears hit me baby one more time. You can't help but sing along, but it's a hit as old as time. Well, on this point, you know, he needs to know... Not okay, the Leadership Council? 
It's not okay. It's definitely not okay. But the problem is, I that's a guy the message never gets through to. Okay. He may lay low for a week and a half, but sure enough, the first time he squeezes his fat ass into a Long Island Ducks game, one of those foul balls is coming, and he's put up the picture of him on Newsday, you know, being at the first ever game. It's coming. And it doesn't surprise me that if he can't learn his lesson, then his his son, how could he expect that to happen either right. when he it's not, it's not the kid's fault. when he trashes your aunt's Halloween decorations oh. and Schwartz just makes all types of excuses for him. Right. You're expected to trash Halloween decorations at that point when you have excuse never your fault. It's never your fault. I can't blame that. So you've got a leadership council moment too. Big time, yeah. So Big time. Which also, actually goes against everything that I usually do. Over the weekend, after I dropped the gloves on Schwartz, right. you dropped the gloves on a fill-in female sports talk host on WFN in New York. Right. Does weekend, some weekend overnight shows. Uh, I, and I would say I'm fairly friendly with her because she would be on the same time as the pork store. Oh, coming and going. You know, pleasantries in the newsroom and sure, whatnot. Sure, sure. But this person, much like we mentioned with Mink having had it, is very if you will, active on Twitter where she wants to be noticed for her work. Now, there's something to be said for that. I, I think guess. you do too. Yeah, you know, I, I yes. You know, you feel like you're buried a little bit on the weekend over when somebody notices you, but there's a way to go about it in a wrong way where you rub people the wrong way. Huh. You know, tweeting at media critics. How could, Not, hey, have you seen this, but more, how come you're not talking about me? Like expecting to be talked about. Huh. Uh, and taking shots at other hosts frequently, like... So this is oftentimes something that she does? Right. Oftentimes where it's it's very tone deaf. It's almost as if, oh, uh, let me back away. I didn't do that. Or, you know, I'm I'm sending subtle shots and I don't realize what I'm doing, maybe. Hmm. It's, hard, it's very hard to explain. But bottom line is that she has ruffled a lot of feathers where a lot of people almost maybe are scared to say something because it's like, what's the benefit of even saying something? Is anything going to change? Hmm. But she took to Twitter, apparently made a poll question, about New York baseball and two stars, Giancarlo Stanton, Yoenis Cespedes, who will play more games. Now, if you live in New York, I know a lot of people listening don't. Not exactly a groundbreaking question to ask. Both have major injury concerns, major contracts. They're on the two opposite teams. It's not as if you just rolled out the most original thought in the world. Hmm. Evan Roberts, afternoon host now, is taking over from Mike Francesa, decides, I guess, a mere 12 hours after she did, to tweet the same poll question. Instead of her just letting it low or maybe even quote tweeting and saying, hey, you know, question we're all asking today on WFAN, her response to Evan Roberts was, or dot, 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 you could just take my poll results from 12 hours ago with like a hands up emoji, like you stole one from me. This apparently really bothered more people than just me. Oh, really? That We've seen her do this act before. Who is she now to go after? A guy who is very well respected around here. He's super nice. Now gets an afternoon gig he's two months into. Who are you as the weekend overnight host to be taking shots at his content saying he's stealing from you? So I took to Twitter to call her out and tell her, frankly, it was a bad look. Phone blows up immediately. Text coming in, being shared. Other producers pat me on the back. Is that right? Uh, One person CBS Sports Radio, quote, our leader is back. Hard hat on. This is what we've been seeking. Really? Part-timers coming in. I can't believe you did that. Good for you having the guts to do that. I have, now it is 36 minutes since our show has ended. I have already had at least seven interactions with people bringing up my tweet to me. And how, thank goodness you said something because it's out of hand now. I've won back the locker room. Wow. And you needed that. I needed it. We've talked about it for weeks. 
And it's so funny because my hard work has not been recognized by anybody other than the show for the last two and a half, three weeks. But it's my ability to skate over and and basically give somebody a noogie that that uh, has won over leadership. And I I feel good right now. You do. I I feel like I'm walking on clouds right now. Okay, what do you feel good about? Uh, I feel good that, number one, I stuck up for somebody that wasn't me. Hmm. And I think that is there's something to be said for that. Yeah. You know, if it's me just trying to stick up for myself and nobody else has my back, yes. people can interpret that as being selfish. Definitely. But I stuck up for somebody who's too nice to stick up for themselves mm. or cause anything. And somebody that everybody else likes. So I think there was an element of... You were a good teammate. Yes. I was that NHL enforcer. You're not going to pick on our top scoring winger. That's not right. You don't uh-huh. do that. Uh-huh. So I think being a good teammate there was one. And also, I feel as if I said it in the perfect passive-aggressive tone... <laughs> While still being polite enough to not be a complete jerk that I think my message should have gotten across and received, and there could be no backlash on me that I was out of line. Well, passive-aggressive sometimes means that the message could be a little watered down. What you said sounds very direct. Yes, but I also... You said it's a bad look. Yes, I said it's a bad look. I also said it's not an original thought. You know what? Maybe I didn't say it in a tone that could be respected, but... Just aggressive? Just aggressive. Sent to the message... Direct. Direct. That there's no skate skirting out of this. I don't want to hear any excuses. Just learn your lesson and don't do it again, and everything can be fine. This doesn't have to carry over hostility. Do you think there's a fallout where you're going to get chirping back, or you're going to get pulled into a meeting? I don't think I'll get pulled into a meeting. I will get a chirp back. I'll get some sort of chirp back, and it will be then my decision whether to continue this chirp back or be a big man and understand anybody out there who's reading this thread will read what I said and understand that I I was totally fine and I don't need to respond to this. Mm. What I hope the chirp back is, you know what? You're right. Shouldn't have done that. Sorry. Doesn't seem like how most interactions on Twitter go. No, I, I, I would not expect that. People don't usually stand down, learn their lesson, and are polite about it. Totally agree. I don't expect that, but what I would hope for is that. I think there's always hope, right? We're going to have hope. So what we're finding is that the DA show starting to take a leadership role around here and trying to be good teammates, leadership counsel. Right. Now, I would argue that on a Saturday afternoon, bothering Peter Schwartz about picking up a puck maybe isn't did being a Mink good teammate. Say he must be stopped <laughs> he or not. He uh, he did. It's the closest thing I can do to stopping him. Publicly am, shaming him. I am with you, but I think it was the timing of the public shame because you, you were you tweeted him or something so not relevant to it. And really, you were in Kentucky at that point. I mean, just enjoy yourself. It really did. I looked down at the time, too, with the twelve. I'm pretty sure it was during the game, was it not? <laughs> I think <laughs> it was good... during Kentucky-Auburn, because I'm pretty sure I looked up at the TV and like, wait a minute. It's a good question. Was it during the game if or not, before ha- the game? You had to have been in the arena by then. Because I know I was out when I read the tweet. <laughs> And one of the main three TVs in front of me was Kentucky-Auburn. And I, when I looked down and read it, I looked up, and I said, something's not adding up here. Is he not enjoying the game? No, I had a great time. I had a great time. I had a great Bloody Mary that morning. I don't get that either. What? Bloody Mary. I just, you know? And, I, and you know me. I like the alcohol. You basically just wake up and go, I want some spaghetti sauce with ice. I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> well, all right. Let's walk through the Bloody Mary. All right. Um, I like vodka. So going down, I'm not a I'm not a really huge hard alcohol fan. I just love beer. But when you go down to Bourbon Land, I always drink bourbon down there because there are so many good ones. You have to. It's like going to Rome and not getting a slice. <laughs> I don't know. Rome's known for its pizza necessarily. 
There's a lot of pizza places in New York named Roma Pizza, Rome Pizza. So when I go down, I always try to get like small batch whiskey or bourbon and bourbons that I can't get anywhere else. And yeah, I just like to like do a lot of tasting. So I went to this place called Carson's and I got for brunch a soft shell crab Benedict. Wow. Could you imagine? Oh, I'm sure that, you know, the fresh oceans of Kentucky have to have that well, crab a, right there. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, a lot of uh, like southern creole not really creole but like southern what would you call like home, not home cooking but comfort food comfort food a lot okay. of comfort food so i love seafood and i love crabs and i love soft shell crabs so imagine a homemade biscuit opened up biscuit mm, i could smell it you put the soft shell lightly dusted cornmeal soft shell crab on there which means you can eat the entire thing Ooh. you put Two fried eggs on top, or sunny side up egg, however you want it. Hollandaise sauce, mm-hmm. tomato, and then that's your whole open faced Benedict. I'm so proud of you. You have come such a long way in describing food that anybody listening knows exactly what I mean. Your use of lightly dusted, mm-hmm. that's a professional <laughs> man weighing over 265 pounds that can describe food that way. <laughs> I, I tasted every bite of that oh. with the way you painted the picture. Really glad I was able to deliver <laughs> for everybody there. So I had this, and I was like, oh, what do I have to drink? I, I don't want to drink a beer yet. It's early. It's what like, time is this? It's like 1030. Oh. I could have done I mean, a beer. I mean, if you're on an SEC road trip right now for a noon game, are you pounding a beer? True, true. But it just felt like a weird thing to have with like a nice breakfast yeah, brunch. I get what you're saying. It's and, not a chicken finger. And I wasn't ready for, like, straight bourbon yet. I can imagine not. And if you do that, you're not making the 2 p.m. tip or whatever time the game was. So they had Bloody Marys and they had Bourbon Marys. So this was Bourbon Mary. So Buffalo Trace Bourbon in it. Ooh. And now I agree. I'm not a huge, like, V8 guy. I mean, basically, Bloody Marys is yeah. tomato mix. Exactly. That's weird to me as a drinking. I don't love it, but it's a way to, like, ease into the day of drinking. Not that I drank a lot. Like, I only had See, I would get the acid one other reflux from that. cocktail. So... This Bloody Mary, though, was huge. It was like a meal to itself. It was like probably two, it's a huge glass, so probably two pint glasses on top of one another, huge stalk of celery, you had the Bloody Mary mix, you had a little salt around the rim, Buffalo Trace bourbon in there, and then a um, a little stick, what would you call that, like, um, what do you put olives into? Oh, uh, like, a, like a small skewer. Like yeah. That. And you had two olives and two pieces of cheddar jack, uh, pepper jack cheese, oh, little cubes. okay. And then also a sautéed shrimp. Okay. So you have all That's of this. A lot going on. There. Yeah, so you have all of this. And, like, so it becomes more of a breakfast meal than anything. But you're getting the nice little bourbon or, in, you know, a traditional Bloody Mary. So no vodka here. We're replacing it with the bourbon. Because I'm not a vodka guy. See, I do. I like a vodka. Yeah. Give me a good Tito's drink, something like that. I'm good. OD'd on vodka in college. Bad vodka. And I just said, eh. Oh, okay. All right. What, with the phone and the goggles? <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things that in college you can get, like, the vodka that comes Georgie out of the, and... the plastic bottle. Right, vodka. exactly. So we had that freshman year, and I just lost the taste. We're like, oh, this is disgusting. All right, I, look, everybody has a bad situation. I understand that. So, so that's why. And so I'm not really a bloody guy either, but in this case it really worked out well. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I think some people just love it because it's it does replenish some fluids because you're getting some tomato juice right. into your system. I guess that's true. I just I I've had them now. I've tried them twice, and each time, I'm like, ugh, it's just not what I not what I'm looking for at all. Mm-hmm. 
at that point, I don't, I'll hammer 15 Kona big waves at 10 in the morning before I'm having Bloody Marys again. I, I feel like I might as well be just dipping chips into it like I'm having a chili dip or something like that with some vodka in it. I don't get it. So, I don't know. Maybe the Buffalo Mary, the the bloody bourbon bloody. The may- Buffalo Mary. Sounds like a play they'd call in the Bills. I think that's what they called this. But maybe that's that got me a little a little more agitated to a little more. Feeling, feeling loose. Percy Harvin is loose, as Paul <laughs> Allen would say. Maybe that's why I tweeted at uh, Schwartz. I don't know. But you know what? I will say this. For his, I think I was just more shocked at the timing of the tweet. And Shock the, and awe. The location of the tweet and all of that. Uh, you shocked me, but at the same time, you put him in a public platform question where there is no no commenting. This was TMZ in his face, and you had him skirt an answer in there. I didn't think he was going to answer. I thought uh, he, he was had gonna, to. I was. I was. I thought he was going to duck it. No, no, no. He had to. He had to because if he didn't, it's out there for everybody to see that he did not answer, and he has to keep tweeting on that day about the Guardians and the Islanders and whatever else he wants to tweet about. So if he doesn't answer that, and half an hour later he's got more Butch Goring tweets, people are going to know he ducked it. I will say that I think we stumbled onto something with the Fatchelorette. I've never been more excited for something that doesn't exist yet in my life. We want to do a dating show for chunky people. Yes. Yes. I'll do all the heavy lifting. So the Fatchelorette, though, suggests that the one the the one person needs to be a woman because she's the Bachelorette. And then so there's a bunch of chunky men vying for her affection. Right. Now, again, I will tell you, if we fail on <laughs> contestants one way or the other, we may have to flip the genders here. So it could be a bachelor. It could be a bachelor, but the bachelorette, <laughs> I think, really rolls up the tongue. Uh, I'll put it out there. Look, if if you're over two point six spins and you're a female and you're going to be in the New York area this summer, contact us if you're looking for a little love and a little date. <laughs> we'll take care of you. We'll send you to Nathan's in Coney Island. We'll find the contestants, and you come on the air. You might be a heavy woman listening to the show, and you're going to be in New York. It's I see. Bring you in. Let's do the Fatchelorette. I wonder if there's a, there's a way to you know really give away something nice to to draw more people in. A Nathan's gift card is not nice. <laughs> it's the home of the original Coney Dog. I don't think we could pay for travel. No, of course we're not paying for travel. I'm saying if they happen to be in vacation. Yeah. If you happen to be vacation in the New York area, and you're single, and you qualify, where we would look at you, you go, you're a Fatchelorette. Bachelorette, and I don't think I'm being offensive here because to do this, I think you'd have to accept that maybe you're a little heavier than you'd like. I contact us. Let's see what we got because we could come up. I'm confident I could find three husky contestants. You do. I know enough people in my circles. <laughs> I go to enough places these people frequent. I'm confident I could deliver three of these guys. So you can get three dudes. I think the hard part is going to be finding the female that uh, is confident enough in herself. Because let's face it, I mean, sometimes when you're a little overweight, you're not. You don't have the best self confidence. Right. Or you don't want to admit maybe that you're going to be on a show with heavy people. Yeah. Or... Would you? Right. If you're a little, if you're if you're a little insecure about your weight, would you want to be on something called the Fatchelorette? That I think <laughs> that might be a problem with some of our imaging, and we're going to have to talk to the production team. But that's why at least on the first day we could just throw the maybe maybe we got a hook here on the PGP. Maybe maybe you know maybe Linda and Dayton goes. You know what? I was planning on seeing the Statue of Liberty around the Fourth of July. Well, come on down, Linda. Let's see what we got. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So we're just right now looking for the female contestant. Yeah. I, maybe I have this wrong. Maybe maybe our emails and our Twitter will get flooded with heavy gals all over the place. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe we only need one heavy guy. And we do it the opposite way. But I think we need a bachelorette before we find any bachelors. Okay. Here's the thing. You have to host it. 
Because I can't be a skinny guy hosting The Bachelor. If I was ever not going to do sports radio, hosting a fat dating show, I think, is where <laughs> my life probably would lead me. So I have no issue with that whatsoever. Uh, I'll be very prepared for the role. Um, I'll be into it. I'll know the right questions to ask. I know, you know, position points and all of this. That, that That's a role built for me. Okay. All right. So if you are overweight and you either are interested in this dating show or know somebody that could be interested, yes. please reach out to us. We're thinking about doing this sometime in the summer. And and again, we are not going to be able to get the clearance to pay for your flights and hotels and all that. Yeah, this you... has to be, you happen to be coming to New York anyway <laughs> right. for vacation. And I also I also need to make this clear because I've seen this done this. You can't be somebody that really is skinny but feels like they have one good die of a chocolate and they're going to jiggle now. No, 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 no. no. You got to, we got to look at you and understand. We got to look at BMI. Right. Exactly. It's got to be a full, we understand. <laughs> We're on, we're not nobody's lying here. We can one of those. You get you in a room, every consensus. You could stand to lose a few pounds. And you know you'd have to get yourself here. But if you will pay for the date, oh yes. And you go out with who you choose, and we'll f- flip the bill on sure. uh, on a nice dinner. I, said, I took me the last time to say sure here at the end. We'll we'll put you guys out to a nice dinner. We'll take care of you. I I agree. It would be well worth it for the show just to send everybody out to dinner. So. Fatchelorette, you contact us if you have a Fatchelorette for us. Okay. All right, that's side A. Here comes side B. All right, welcome into side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, host of side B, locker room leader, fortress of everything that is CBS Sports Radio. I am joined by Andrew Bogish here on side B. Bogie, hello. You almost used Fortress correctly, but I will give you a pass because you are our leader, and here I am, as directed, standing next to you to speak on the PGP this week. You Thanks are, for having me. You are standing next to me as directed. And a couple things I wanted to get to. Number one, this weatherman story <laughs> with the umbrella. If you listen to Tuesday's show, brings a signed umbrella to a woman viewer in Virginia whose daughter said that she was a big fan and did request that he come bring an umbrella. So we want to just make sure we hammer home this point. If you listen to Tuesday's show, so we crush this guy and the scenario of this news report, say that it was requested. Now, we discussed how they could have gone in different ways and not made it about himself. There is a follow-up, and we might get to this follow-up on the show, but in case, you know, the news cycle turns and we don't, it should be mentioned that George Flickinger, I think that is his name, correct, who is this meteorologist that we discussed on Tuesday's show that gave the signed umbrella to Mary, not Linda, Mary, Mm -hmm. he has been on the DA show before, and we had not realized until we closed the chapter on Tuesday's show. I'm surprised our research department did not pick up on that sooner. Well, when the research department is myself and Pete Tapati Bilotti, mm. of course, as you can imagine, things can slip through the cracks. Yeah. So it's it's ironic. So a listener tweeted at me and said, this dude's been fired before for being selfish and, and upcutting sports. So I did a little research, and it turns out in 2006, he was fired from his job in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Why? He interrupted a giant Seahawks game. Now, imagine, obviously, neither of those fan bases are in Oklahoma, and they had to put it to a small split screen with no sound so he could update brush fires. That, from all accounts in the market that he was doing it, the brush fires were still plenty of ways away, and it was not an emergency situation. Now, when you break into sporting events, the OJ chase during the 94 NBA Finals and stuff like that. No-brainer. The idea is, no-brainer, there's an emergency here. You people need to be ready. This apparently... Could have been a concern days later, but was not something that you needed to interrupt an NFL game right now, whereas there are other news channels or weather channels that aren't showing a football game that could have your coverage. The station apparently got a lot of backlash for this, and they fired George Fleckinger. 
That's, I'm sure he took it well. Right. Now, here's the, the, the kicker. You uh-huh. might be listening to me tell the story right now and going, I don't remember you guys discussing the DA show. Aha, you're right, because that was in 2006. We did not, at least on CBS Sports Radio, do the show until 2013. In 2006, were you making sandwiches? Yes, I would have been a year removed from high school. Okay. So I, I actually hadn't even gotten to SUNY Old Westbury yet. I was at oh, Suffolk. Okay. All right, so... Now, maybe D.A. talked about this wherever he was. It might have been Kansas City or wherever he was in 2006. That, that I can't speak for. But just this past May, just this past May, I remember this story vividly because it was one of the first stories we did when I came back from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. The Portland Trailblazers are playing the Denver Nuggets in round two. I believe, I could be wrong, I believe it is the same night as the Kawhi Leonard shot for the 76ers to beat the to Sixers. Beat the Sixers. Okay. I believe that's all the same day we're talking okay. about here. That day... In this market in Virginia, there is not brush fire. Oh, tornado warnings that uh, could concur could happen. I believe either the next day or later that night or something like that. And he breaks in to the final four minutes of a tight fourth quarter of a game seven, shoves it to the side on his own in Virginia, and gives these updates on the tornadoes and gets shredded. Deadspin before it went debunked did an article on it. The big lead, and we did this story on the air talking about. These listen. These viewers hate him, and he ended up going back on camera after getting all these tweets and taking shots at all the viewers, saying sports are not important in life. I'm saving lives here, and did this big ego chest pound, and people crushed him for a couple days. But of course, who's going to remember George Flickinger after that? Right. The news cycle moves on. Now we see this story that he does this, and you realize if you do a little research that he's done these break-ins without anybody in management telling him to do it. It's his call. And does this umbrella, oh, oh, I've never signed this before. We now have a track record, Bogus, of yeah. ego and selfishness. Because the story does change when you find out, and I guess this is on us for not having all the facts at first, is like that at the very least the umbrella and the meat were requested, that this did not come out of nowhere. That he By was meat, just, you mean actually meeting them, not meat like food. Right, that the, right, that the lady and her, her daughter or whatever it was asked for an umbrella, said we wish we could have met you the last time you were around here. So, like, they opened the door to this. It wasn't just like him going, you know what this lady needs, this stranger? She needs an umbrella signed by me. Right, right. But still, even if it came from a different place, we still land on this guy with that laugh. Like, can you believe I've never signed an umbrella? <laughs> Aren't you so lucky? I'm right. giving it to you? Right. And Laughing then, the woman's sister just died and her house is burnt down. And then putting it on TV, the lone reason being... And you know this well to get pats on the back because that's the only thing you're getting out of this, or of at least course. what's going through your mind as you're, you know, setting this up. Of course, I, I just found the whole thing ridiculous. But as we do the research now, so I, I guess the reason I wanted to bring this up is because we had listeners tweet in and be like, "Guys, look, he put out the email. This is what you're crushing this yeah. guy. Like, you know, he put this woman's email out, and this is what she wanted, and this is all the family wanted." And we still made a point of saying there's a way to go about it, and he made it about himself. The outside shot of the house, go, oh, I'm going to come in with yeah. the umbrella. And then when you you do the research, and not that sports should ever be interrupted, but as we just discussed, there are certain breaking stories that happen. He now has a track record of not once but twice in his career doing this, where, let's face it, as a weatherman, it's a look-at-me moment. Right, because it was not imminent. It was not something that was about right. to break and harm people. Right, it's you as a weatherman trying to get a jump on the other news stations by saying... I'm going to do this, but not realizing that the audience is on your channel right now because you have the biggest event going on yeah. at the time, whether that's, you know, a football game, ABC, Fox, whatever, a basketball game in Game 7. Like, 
People that are there watching it aren't watching you for the news. You don't have to try to compete with those other people. They're there to watch the sport. So don't get angry when the sports fans are like, what are you doing? Yeah, and and in my now there have been other stories where sports fans were wrong for being angry because I the agree. guy was telling them something that was about to happen in their something area. Something like out of nowhere comes in, there's right. a tornado gonna touch down in seconds. But what I don't understand in my very limited knowledge of how a TV newsroom works, this guy has been able twice to force his way on right. the air. Could you imagine being fired in Tulsa the first time? And doing it again. And doing it again. So when we did it, and this is, again, shows us the lack of research on the DA show. <laughs> when we did this story in May, I don't recall, and I truthfully, I don't believe that we said, oh, he has a history of doing this. Right. He was fired in 2006. I think the full rap sheet of this guy now has come out now. That you see he's giving umbrellas to people and acting like it's a big deal. And I just love that he's in full panic mode because he's taking such heat for this that he's posting emails, oh, making this lady seem like some petty fan that just desperately wanted to meet him and get an umbrella from him. Forget about it. Forget about it. Just a disaster. So we had that on the show. Your thoughts chime in on that. Now, real quickly, Bogus, before we let you go, mm. would it be a PGP behind the scenes with me and you if we don't give it a, an update on Pete the Body? Bolotti? I think I was just going to say, how do we connect this to Pete? I will say, I did not say this to Pete's face, so I am going to be completely hypocrite and backstab my colleague and friend here. It's fine. But boy, his Trash Tuesday suck. I, they really do, don't they? No, but this one sucked. No, the one last week sucked about the how we got food poisoning. It made me change my trash on the fly because it was such crap. All right, but this is what I'm going to say. At least that was something in his life. Pete today struck me as somebody who was unprepared for Trash Tuesday. You changed yours on the fly last week because it was crap. He changed his just to react to the segment we did a, seg- a segment earlier on Spike Lee and said the same thing he just said a segment ago on Spike Lee. Right. That strikes me as somebody who came in on Tuesday and wasn't prepared and said, you know what, I'm going to... Tr-. Pete, we just did it. We literally just did... You just said the same thing 10 minutes ago. Yeah. That's it. You know, when you squeeze... Pete, give me some juice. And of all the people of our group... You would assume he has the longest oh, list of like he has to eliminate things. That he needs a trash week to just clear right. the docket. Every day instead of scrambling, four things going through yeah. his head that's bothered him. Now, in general, I do love Pete's. What's the right word? There's a clumsiness on the air to Pete, which I right. love. Like you can, he can just certain sur- sur- every once in a while just get in this place where he's just wandering and doesn't have to right. come back to the beginning. I think that's endearing. Back at the beginning of this network. When Pete and I worked on the John Feinstein show, John had gave Pete a task of finding a fact of the day because he found ridiculous things. And then when he delivered them in his delivery, it added to the weird fact of the day. It was hilarious because it was a, that it was like a train a wreck. Bit. That sounds like a good bit. Management didn't like it. It had to stop because they didn't like Pete being on the mic. Oh. So I like when Pete gets like that. But I just I want him like maybe some days to sit down and think about what he wants to trash. Maybe right. even write it down, like Connor has Connor, done. Connor doesn't. Connor's scripted ones deliver, man. So we can do. sit there and be concise and direct to the point, and then be done. Because sometimes he does have a good trash, but then it goes in these weird directions, and you lose sight on what he's even trashing. Exactly. I think that's all fair. Now, before we wrap up, I do think um, the timeliness of this. We could deliver a very special announcement to the DA Show listeners. Uh, and they're unaware of this. You are aware of this. You're looking at me shocked because you yeah. don't even know what I'm about to say. I don't. So, with part of the new morning time slot, there okay. have been discussions behind the scenes. Yes. And we've discussed a lot of people's days off and Correct. such like that. Look, DA has taken a day off and John Kincaid has done the DA show this year. Right. That happened to fall on the week that I was on paternity and you were in Cancun. It was a total 
uh, if you will, cyclops or cyclone of people's days off. Definitely not a cyclops. Right. Yeah. And we had some listeners, I would say, and I think John does a good job, a little annoyed that here we are, we just started this morning show, and also three of us are out on one day in all of this. We are trying to make a conscious effort to not have that happen. There will be unforeseen circumstances over the summer, vacations overlap. Right. We all have wives and everything else that sure. we have to schedule conflict uh, with. However, next Thursday and Friday, DA will be down in spring training. That's correct. March 12th and 13th, March 12th, by 13th. The way. We we're talking about next week. That's it. We're one week away. Mm-hmm. That Thursday and that Friday, you will get Andrew Bogish and myself hosting the DA show. What? With DA on vacation in Florida. So for all you listeners that have tweeted, why don't we get continuity? Management has totally greenlit this in the mornings. And if DA is out, boom. You're still going to hear the show because without DA, you're going to hear me and Bogus, and Pete will be here as well. And I'm still doing updates. And you're still doing updates. There'll be a new you producing in the right. chair. So my Actually the, producing. Right. The producing portion that has been much maligned mm. about me will go to, I think a Shep might be in. Okay. Uh, and my talent portion now will be elevated into where DA. Right, be no, more than a sidekick. Right. You'll more than a, a sidekick. I'll go into the full, full-blown full you know, DA might have, you know, I might have DA's head behind me kind of Right, deal. I might be the sidekick right. in these scenarios. <laughs> right. And it'll be me and you, four hours, two mornings next week, Thursday that. and Friday, with Pete the Body Bilotti still with us as well. Uh, the DA show will continue without DA while he's on vacation. And the hope is, if management likes us, and I believe they will, and whether it's laziness or actually mm. like, this is going to continue when DA takes his days off. And right. I have structured my deal as well to be here as much as possible when DA's out to fill that role that is part of what... Uh, was given to me in this role and stuff like that. So you're going to get myself and you. It seems so far away, but it's not anymore. It's next week, man. It's next week. It's next week. Big and week, too. Me and you have never co-hosted together. No, we barely so, speak outside barely, of the show. So. Right. So we're going to have a blast. So if you listeners you know, are worried about D.A. if he talks about his upcoming spring training trip, you get me a bogus. So the D.A. show will stay. And we know how much D.A. works, so these days off are few and far between. Exactly. So enjoy them while you can. Exactly. And then, you know, maybe get used to me and bogus on every Friday during the summer. But... Uh, <laughs> That's where we're at. So we have that coming up as well. So Bogus, looking forward to that. And uh, we should have a good week. And we love you, Pete. Yes, we love you, Pete. All right, you can follow Andrew Bogus on Twitter. At Andrew Bogus. And you can follow me on Twitter, at CBS. Have a great week, everyone. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.